Hi everyone, so we are back to do a little bit more research into sustainability and education. This time I'm talking to Karen, who is the founder of Story Group, uh, which is a management consultancy uh, located in the UAE, also having lots of wonderful, amazing initiatives related to education, awareness, sustainability. So we are talk mindset and we'll have some very interesting, sparkling moments about magic. So Karen, it's really a pleasure having you and getting to know you and meeting you. And before getting ready for this podcast, I read a little bit about the story group and I got very excited, you know, reading all kinds of things on your website and how it's structured. One of the things that really got my attention was when it says strategic logic infused with magic coming from curious mindsets is what we are trying to create from. So can you tell me more about this part? Absolutely. And thank you so much for inviting me today. Um, I think, you know, having been in business for a long, long time um, and having worked with a lot of different brands um, and a lot of companies and clients, I wanted to infuse the creativity that comes naturally to me, but give some strategic logic to it. I think companies are looking for answers to some of the challenges that we all face and how to connect that to employees and their stakeholders is super important. So we bring that together. And when you unlock that magic of curiosity, it's more likely that people are going to engage and they're going to get involved in what the companies are doing. I love what you are saying, uh, but there is something here that's coming up for me. So when you are allowing that curiosity, you are actually letting go of control. So how likely is it that, you know, companies being ready to engage in conversations around this would also put this into action and we let go of that control that is necessary, you know, to create that platform of safety and risk taking and curiosity? Yes. Um, I mean, I use, I use psychological safety quite a lot when I'm talking to uh, my clients. And what I would say to companies is, you know, there's no problem in failing. As long as you fail fast, <laughs> and you give your employees the freedom to be able to bring themselves fully to work because a lot of people will sit and have ideas but be frightened to share. So I think if we can make sure that curiosity and the curiosity that we all had when we were kids and we would, you know, dream big, um, we've got to unlock that in the workplace. We've got to make people feel that it's safe to have ideas regardless of how uh, you know, out, out there those ideas are. They have to feel that they're going to be listened to, those ideas are valued, and that when they are challenged, they're challenged in a really constructive way. So that's what we talk about when we talk about unlocking curiosity, because once you do it, it can propel your business, your teams, how engaged they feel, how committed they are. All of those things are amazing for the bottom line, as well as how your employees feel about working in the organisation. I really love that and I, I just required, you know, like several moments when I was a full-time employee and uh, some of those moments I didn't really feel I'm fully present, you know, and some of those days as well. And also one of the things that we know about the UAE is that they are early adopters. Like everybody living here, they live a very dynamic life, being very creative, very open-minded, very much open to collaboration and new ideas and innovations and failing early. But it also comes more to the technological side of it, you know? And we don't really think of mindset when we think of sustainability and long-term goals. So here is a question for you, which is UAE specific. 
First of all, what kind of industries do you see in that row of like early adopters where they say that, yes, we are inviting this idea and we really want to engage in this meaningfully, taking actions, following up, creating something long term? Which industry is it? And the second is like, would it also depend on the size of the company at times? Okay, there's a lot, a lot in that question. Um, I think the, the reason that I love the UAE is the fact that they are really early adopters. Um, I've seen over the last, you know, I've been here for 27 years, um, but even over the last five years, the amount of small, medium and large organizations who are really going to be helping to fuel, you know, we've got COP28 coming up, we've got the year of sustainability that we're heavily in now. Um, I think the UAE have created a platform for small businesses, um, even myself, in terms of the sustainability projects that I brought into the market, the amount of support that you get, the amount of um, not only financial support, but actual on the boots on the ground support is crucial. Um, and I think what I would say to any small um, business is be very, very clear on what impact, what is the problem that you're solving? Um, who do you need to collaborate with to make it happen? Um, and I think a lot of early small businesses get very stuck and sometimes can be scared to take risk. Um, and I think tapping into coaches, mentors, learn from people that have done it before, um, I think is key um, to getting it to be successful. In the UAE, as you know, we've got an amazing community of sustainability-driven entrepreneurs. Um, and we've actually just started to put together a new concept called Impactors. Because I think it's, it's showing them that what they're doing and the bravery and the courage that they have to bring their solutions to the market is actually going to have impact. Um, so for me, it's about giving, giving them support making sure that people collaborate, uh, not work in silos, um, and even for large organizations that have got amazing innovations around renewable energy, bamboo biomass, waste energy, my tree projects, all of them collectively are helping us actually make a big difference right out of the UAE, which is amazing. You mentioned quite a lot of things there that mm. we both love about the UAE. Yeah. I, would, I would add one that came up for me while I was listening to you, is how much they are encouraging talent and your strengths and your, those things that you're really good at. Mm. And all those leaders, and specifically, I would say Emirati leaders that I have worked with, they were like that. They Absolutely. were really picking on those things that you are good at and they were building on it Absolutely. and making sure that you get the acknowledgement, you get the praise and you get those things that will keep you going and keep you growing as well. Yes. So I really, really love that. You know, one of the uh, things that I'm curious about as a, you know, as a hand business owner, so this is going to be a question for myself mm. and also on behalf of many other business owners creating solutions from industrial hemp. I can tell you that 80 to 90% of the businesses globally, they would be small and medium enterprises. But there would be maybe one or two or like, you know, 10% that would be like really big mm -hmm. companies. Yes. Majority would be small to medium. So what is it that you think that uh, these companies, including me, need to pay attention to knowing that this is an industry that is going to be growing in the coming years? 
and we might need to upskill, we might need to grow, we might need to, you know, like embrace all those challenges coming our way. Absolutely. I mean, I think for your industry in particular, um, you are, we're entering into an era where conscious um, sustainable choices are only going to increase. If you look at the market for your products, whether that be B2B or B2C, everybody around the world is looking to make choices that make them feel that they are being more sustainable. So in your industry, I think the most important thing, regardless of the brand, is to be able to tell a really good sustainable story that connects people. People want to work with brands that care about the things that they care about the most. And there's nothing that we all care about more than anything than humanity, the planet, and where we call home. So I think as long as you can take your customers on that journey with you, really connect to them that your passion is their passion, then you're going to build brand loyalty. They're going to you know, they're going to tell their friends and family about the product. Make sure that your product is of the highest quality. Um, and then the other thing I think is most important is when you are scaling, um, is make sure that you bring in coaches, you bring in mentors that can help you. They don't have to be from your industry, but they can give you the guidance of those things that happen when a, a company goes from a small scale um, startup into that growth stage, um, looking at creating sustainable supply chain, working across that to make sure that you are, you are making sure that your entire supply chain is as sustainable as possible, because that, they are the things that will differentiate brands from one another in the next five, ten years. Um, tap into funding, tap into investors who want to make these small businesses into global brands. Um, think cross-border, cross-global you know, collaborations and really tap into that network that is available for you. Um, I mean, I love what you've done. I think what you've done with your brand, your story, your products um, and how you can leverage your brand from here to the rest of the region and the world is, is absolutely, you are an exemplary um, sustainable young brand that I think can just, you know, tap into the great work that you've done so far. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and, and don't be frightened to ask for help. Um, you know, tap into that. And I, you know, I can only say great things for you and a lot of these small businesses that are coming through. Thank you so much, Karen. Pleasure. Really, your words uh, touched my heart. Oh, my, really my, well, thank you for inviting me. I, you know, it's an inspiring space that you've created, touching the product, understanding the sustainability impact and, and all the use cases of what you've got here. Um, you know, I'd love to see some big brands adopting what you're doing. Um, we all know the fast fashion, the horrible horror stories that we have of, of the way that our instant gratification and fast fashion has impacted the world, the landfills that we've got. What we're talking about here is let's make conscious choices that make a difference, that improve societies, uplift livelihoods where these products come from, um, and then make the children that are touching and feeling these products actually understand what it means.
So I think, you know, you're on the right track. Um, I'll do everything that I can to support you, um, you know, from, from tapping into some of my projects where we can introduce what you're doing. Um, I, would, I would love to get more involved. Thank you so much. We'll definitely be in touch. And you know, one thing I was, uh, while I was listening to you, really stood out the word choice, you know, and how, how, I very often say how grateful I am to the Corona time, to COVID time, when we were locked down and we were forced to reflect and meditate and, and get closer to knowing ourselves. And somehow what, what you mentioned a couple of times is that much of an awareness of knowing who we are, making those conscious choices. And yes, we can make a choice in choosing who we are, choosing what we buy, choosing how we interact with others, what actions we are taking. And having said that, uh, I have this question for you about cho choosing and about choice is what made you choose sustainability as an industry okay. and support the companies in the field of sustainability? Okay, this is, I mean, th this is a COVID story. Um, I've been in the consulting space for the majority of my working career. So I was doing business transformation, employee engagement, change management. And I'm not getting any younger. And during, before COVID, um, I really started doing some inner work. And one of the big questions for me is, what is my legacy? I don't have kids. What am I going to leave behind? And is what I'm doing with my time really making me feel that I'm on that journey? So we had very much a people consultancy. And I kind of took some time out. I really thought about it. And I said, you know what? I want to be a people, planet, and profit consultancy. Let's go and have a look at what we can do. First project that we launched four years ago was the One Billion Tree Planting Initiative. I went out and I found the best technology, the best NGOs, the best foundations. That was the collaboration that I needed. I then went and started talking to clients that I was already working with and said, how can we bring sustainability, employee engagement, customer engagement, and have a huge impact on the planet together? The project was born. I'm happy to say that I work with some of the most amazing brands. That was a huge pivot. It was a choice that I made. Um, it was a challenging pivot, um, but it has been one of the most rewarding journeys of my life. You know, if I sit back now and look at all of the, the wonderful projects that we now do, the trees and the mangroves that we've got growing, the technology where people can virtually visit on the blockchain from anywhere in the world what we're doing, chat to the farmer, support the farmers, the NGOs. I just feel that we've all, we can all be braver than we think we are. Um, and I think we can all sleep better at night knowing that we've made conscious choices, that we've made a choice that is going to make a difference, and that our time on this planet isn't just going through the mill, getting stuck in one place. Um, I'm testament to the fact that you can pivot completely, and as long as you have collaborators, support, great teams around you, and clients that will listen and prepared to also pivot, then I think for you and for me, we're in the right place for those kind of bold conversations. 
Amazing. It was such a pleasure to listen to you. It was amazing to learn about you as a person, but it's also amazing to see that ecosystem you are creating. When you mentioned the people and planets and profits, I simply love that. And I, I really cheer and, and, and I would like to do my best to support you in your efforts in, in, in bringing it closer to the organizations, not only in the UAE, but worldwide. Because every Absolutely. organization deserves this kind of thinking and every employee deserves access to an organization that puts this as a priority. People, planet and profit. Absolutely. One triple bottom line all the way, Beatrice. Um, so thank you so much. Um, as I say, tap into any help that I can give you anything at all. Um, I want to see you succeed, your team succeed, and the wonderful creation that you have. Let's take it to the world and have a great conversation about it. Uh, thank you for listening to me and Karen. Hopefully you are walking away with some good insights about mindset, organization, behavior, and a couple other topics. Uh, in the next episode, I'm going to have the ultimate privilege and pleasure to have Tatiana, the founder of Gumbuk, with me. It's going to be amazing. Oh.